Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Dave and me. Dave. Dave. John. Wait. Dave. John. John. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> we, we nailed it, I feel like. Hey, question for yes. you. What would it take for you to shave, shave your head? head? <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that? I don't know. I'm feeling it. This is the easy answer for me. Okay, Either what 10 would it take? minutes with Sting discussing Synchronicity, Synchronicity 2. 2. Yeah. Or maybe an autograph final of John McLaughlin's new 25th anniversary edition. Whoa, 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 whoa. I whoa. Been thinking it's about this for a long time. 15-year anniversary, not 25th. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, pushback, anyway, pushback, yeah. I need to tell you then about okay. Manscaped's new performance package 4.0 because, Dave, what? I, I feel like I can make that vinyl thing work. Oh, I want to see a shaved see head, Dave Barnes. No, you do, you do. It'll Listen, it'll take some time off my 5K. I yeah, lean well, when I run. You, I lean. you lead with your I'm hair. Head, I'm ahead and hair first, but heart first in life, and let's never forget that. Mm. The performance Performance package has a ton of cool stuff in it. John, ton okay, of cool stuff. the centerpiece is the lawnmower 4.0, which yep. correct me if I'm wrong, you can't mow your lawn with. Well, I mean, I need to check with the legal department, okay. but yes, okay. Okay. let's go with that. Yeah. Okay, but it also includes the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Okay. We all need that. The yep. crop preserver deodorant, okay. which I love. Yep. Uh, the crop revi- reviver. Let me say that again. Yeah, do it. Because I get excited you and I can't st- talk. <laughs> The Crop Reviver Toner, love it so performance much. boxer briefs that are so comfortable, yep. and a travel bag to hold all yep. the goodies. Yep. I mean, that's like the perfect thing to pack when you're going on tour, I which I am leaving today, what? Dave. No, tell them about it, John. The lawnmower cranks out how many RPMs, if you had to guess? Uh, I mean, three and a half thousand would double, be. Double that. Stop. Seven thousand. It's insane. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and have we heard back from legal... My front lawn. Uh, the use. phone. The phones are ringing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just okay. didn't. Oh wait. They just came back with an emphatic no. Ah, okay. There we go. What else is in there? Oh yeah. Have you checked out the weed whacker? It's an astonishing nine thousand. I was gonna say four thousand. Nine thousand. That's RPM more than mode. double. Do we need to get a second opinion on the landscaping? I just we should. Okay. I think. Okay. I'm just okay. Saying. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides a proprietary skin safe TM yep. technology, yep. which helps prevent nicks. Snags and tugs, but not Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, that's right, is a whole. But they do prevent Nicks, snags, and tugs, which oddly enough was the name that I had was a wrestling the, group. Your that third was, album, well, and the it came from the oh, wrestling, the wrestling group. Yeah, okay, we okay, were, okay, okay, the three. Of well, us. here's the most important part. Write yeah. this down. Okay, okay, okay. If you're not driving, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. pull over and then write this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get twenty percent off plus free <gasps> shipping with the code Dadville at Manscaped. Com. And here we go. I'm just going to boomerang it back, guys, because it's all coming back. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code DADVILLE at manscaped.com. Your boys have been through enough this past mm-hmm. year. Okay. That's right. Treat them with the best tools for the job. Manscaped. Manscaped. So, folks, l- l- welcome to DADVILLE. Uh, welcome to DADVILLE once again. We are coming up on our 100th episode, John. Can't believe it. How do you, like, you know, they said. It couldn't be done. <laughs> so, listen, every every time we show, every time we show, I can't say it's all every time we show up to do a podcast, there's so many people. People out are there. so sweet. There's, it, They're so encouraging, so nice, but yeah. they have all been in solidarity. Yes. on the issue of us never, never. getting to a hundred. They're just like you're not going to do it's it. It's not going to happen. They're not. You're not going to do it. You don't with the skills that God gave you. Did. This is what they say. 
with the skills that God gave you, <laughs> you can't do it. and the skills that God didn't give you, mm, you're never going to get to get there. Well, here we are. Here we are. Just this everybody. This is our 99th episode. Deal with it, everybody. So uh, I have a question for you. As we, so, so this, let me go ahead and say this. This episode, we're calling it Things, things We've Learned. So far. So far. Things um, we think we've learned so far. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, so we're really excited to sort of reminisce, and it was really fun putting these things together. But I yeah. guess I just initially have for you, when you think we're about to come up on 100 episodes, mm-hmm. like what are the initial thoughts and feelings you have about that? I mean, initially, I'm I'm like, geez, 100 episodes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot. Like I, I, I initially am just like proud. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's really cool that we have put this stuff out. I mean, I, I, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like as I was prepping for this talk, the first thing that I wrote down. You're going to give a talk? Right here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Not like a TED talk, but just like. (laughs) I think I got the wrong notes. (laughs) I thought that's what we were doing. You have this, like a chat. You have like this, a twenty-five minute talk, so and, just, and it's amazing. I'm so impressed. It's got music, piano stuff. 1958. <laughs> Tammy McLaughlin was born. Stay with me, <laughs> Tammy Winslet. Um, no, the first thing I wrote down is <laughs> is doing a podcast is is harder than I thought it would be. Wow, really? Was the first thing you put down? That's the first thing. Wow. I mean, because I went, I got in my little podcast app, and I scrolled all the way to the to the beginning. Yeah. And I as it was scrolling, I was like, man, we've done a lot of yeah. 100 episodes. Yeah. And then when I got to to the beginning and I started listening through a little bit, I was like, oh, I remember. I remember thinking wh- however many years ago when we started this, I'm like, this will be easy. Dave, just press record. Let's go. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, yeah. You know, you know, I think mine, and you, you just kind of spoke to it. It's really not that complicated. I really think mine is mainly just disbelief. And not in like a humble, like, who are we to have this podcast? People? I mean, literally, same as you. Scrolling yesterday, I was like, have we really done all these? Yeah. Like, what? Was I there for all these? Yeah. And in yeah. some ways, yes, some ways, no. But I just was like, wow. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I remember them. Like, once right. I see them, I'm like, oh, of course. But I'm like. I just they haven't registered or something the, mm-hmm. the 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 amount right and for how long yeah you know what I mean yeah um yeah so so here we are this th- we're just gonna kind of chat through and and I mean th- th- I had a much longer list than I thought not that I didn't think I've learned anything right but I think sort of looking at you know I I some ways that we both talked about sort of triggering some of these you mm-hmm. know memories or, or things we've learned is you know like we said looking through uh, the list and kind of who we've had on. And then I actually had notes I'd taken during some of the podcasts because somebody would just say something and, and I would kind of type it down. <laughs> that is fair. But I'm glad that you did it for <laughs> well, our purposes today. I, it was a risk I took and yeah. it's paying off right now, yeah. not in the moment. You're thinking of future episodes. That's what I'm thinking Well, of. and I feel like I had my list of things in my head that of these, you know, almost 100 episodes that we've done, I, you know, my, again, my little brain can only hold so much advice right but i have the ones that i remember off the top of my head that are kind of always with me you know right, what i mean right right and right. then then there's a separate list as i was prepping and kind of going through and be like oh that's right i remember you know 
so-and-so said that thing, yeah. Yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so start us off. What's, oh, you want me to start us yeah, off? Yeah, come on. Okay. Well, I'm going to start us off with the one, this was the, I think it was our third or fourth episode. And I'm it, not to say that we didn't, that I didn't learn things Until from the like, first couple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I think we were both so sort of like a <laughs> blindedly nervous. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, I remember, again, it's just, it was just a new skill. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, oh, we'll just get together and yeah, yeah. and chat. Yeah. But then you have, you just, there's just so much going on in here. Like half yeah. my, my uh, I'm pointing to my brain mm. for the listeners. Um, half of my battle in doing Dadville as a podcaster, interviewer, has been just quieting this up here. Yeah, yeah. And like just being a part of the conversation. Yeah, like yeah that's a great, that's a great Doing the prep work, yeah. knowing kind of what you want to talk about, but then also, you know, just being a part of the conversation, letting the guest, you know, shine, yeah. letting the guest answer the questions and let, you know, not trying to control the conversation. Yeah. Anyway, so Stephen James, um, this was like, this was a thing that just changed my lens of parenting. Mm. You know, I was talking about Luca when she was in kindergarten and she was, we're having a parents meeting and she's outside playing with, or I wanted her to play with other kids, but she was not playing with other kids and she was all by herself anyway. Um, and I remember him basically saying like, that's Luca's fine. That's not her issue. There's nothing wrong with Luca. This is your issue from for whatever reason mm. this is your thing that you're projecting on luca what's wrong with luca why is she playing with that leaf she needs she's not connecting she doesn't yeah. have people skills yeah she, you know and now you know she's in fourth grade now she's fine she has you know but i that is something that before that moment i wasn't aware of that like oh this might be my issue mm. what i'm thinking of right now whatever concerns that i have so so now, and that's not to say that your kids don't have actual issues and things that you need to keep your eye on and, and monitor and all that kind of stuff, but I'm always trying to look at it through that lens of like, well, hang on a minute. Is this actually a, a an issue native to them or yeah. am I just projecting what I want? Yeah. You know? You know, it's funny. I think that may be my also most global takeaway yeah. from these 100 episodes is you know th this how we sort of impose our stories onto our kids mm -hmm. and i'm like you i think about it at least every day if not yeah. numerous times a day if it's getting triggered to me and you know i think a really interesting uh, venue for that is sports because i think it's just such an easy you know and and i don't think it's very particular to dads but i know dads struggle with it but like you know you see your son or daughter out there and they're having a great game, and all of a sudden you're like, uh, well, yes, because the Barnes family name will be remembered on this field. And then if they're doing badly, all of a sudden it's, oh, my God, I'm so why can't they? Whatever the narrative is, right? Right. And so I see it so much in that, in that light where, like, you know, and how hard it is to really follow your kids' cues. I mean, Annie and I talk about that a lot with our three is, like, when they've had a good game, bad game, or, you know, with Xana, with – gymnastics if she's enjoying it not or she can't quite do what they're asking her to do whatever you know 
how hard it is. I mean, we've gotten this counsel a lot on Dadville. It's like when you get in the car with them, the best question to ask is, did you have fun? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? What did mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. And not beginning with like, hey, but I kind of saw that you were, you know, shooting a lot on three-pointers. Maybe you couldn't quite get it. That Maybe we should put, you know, and all of a sudden your advice and all the things you're doing and really trying to be better about taking their lead on like if they're like, I had so much fun. And you're like, you scored zero goals or, you know, played with flowers the whole time. And really, you know, to go, great. Well, that's, right. you know, and really trying to follow their cue. Like, man, if you're having a blast, then that's what sports are for, uh, especially in that age, you know, right. just to really enjoy yeah. it. And so it's been it's been interesting to sort of even the other day we were um, at the pool and uh, and you know one of our kids jumped off the diving board the high dive and hit their back really hard and and it and it was a scene I mean came out of the water screaming mm-hmm. screaming and you know a lot of people at the pool start looking and I mean it is triggering everything in me right because I'm like oh god now they're looking they know it's, oh, it's my kid now are they gonna I'm the dad that's not and then you know Annie walks over there and it was so helpful that wisdom because I was like hey stop stop what do they need in this moment like it's okay whatever happens like this mm-hmm. isn't about you right let's tend to our child make sure they're okay and you know and it but it that that wisdom just comes across my windshield so many times a day yeah. with my kids yeah you know, inferring my little thing onto them. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, and so I've, I've like you, it's probably, I mean, I really think it may be the most globally, it's the biggest global takeaway for me of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just been like, because it's so consistent. My, yeah. my, <laughs> my ability to reference it is pretty, um, you know, frequent. Yeah. How much I'm having to go, whoa, there's that thing, Dave. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it really is like a, it's a lens yeah, that you see everything through. Yeah. And it's funny how I, this is probably true of a lot of like truths that once you, once you learn it, once we had that episode with Stephen James and I, and I, you know, you hear that, you internalize it. You're like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's kind of funny that like, I wasn't seeing it that way beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think it masks itself as this weird survival thing. This is good for my kids. Right. It's dog eat dog out there. Like, right, right, right. She's got to learn. Go meet your friends. Like, well, it's because you know where pain is. That's right. That's through, right. Through your own That's experience. Right. That's right. And so you're like, well, if if they don't do X and Y, they're going to hurt. They will be in pain. Yeah. But it's like, well, that's not their, A, I mean, uh, having your child avoid pain oh, yeah. being your number one cause is understandable but not yeah yeah something to strive for and right. and b that's your that was your experience that's right you know that's right and they may and what's tricky those, is yeah. that your experience does need to be a part of your wisdom right. but it just I, I don't know it's got to be a part of it and not the 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 number one driving right, right. metric right that's you know what i mean with that yeah yeah, and it's not to say you don't need to give wisdom. It's not to say you don't need to, you know. <laughs> One of my favorite moments of parenting was Ben and play- <laughs> Ben and Ben and playing this game in Brentwood a couple summers ago on this basketball team. None of the boys that ever played basketball was a soccer team. The, they got shellacked, and I mean, yeah. it literally looked like grown adults playing with like toddlers. It was, it was. They got whipped. Ben gets in the car. He is so mad. And I'm try I'm, I'm like, this is a parenting moment. Okay, why do we? Hey, we know what Stephen James said. I was right. like, so, Bud, 
how'd it go out there? And he's like, it was miserable. It was awful. And I was like, well, you know, but you made some good passes. And he literally said, Dad. And I looked him in the rearview mirror and he said, it's not helpful for me when you lie about how that went. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, my God. And he said, it helps me more if you'll just say it's terrible. And because it, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm following your lead. And I said, okay, man, that was really bad. Yeah. And, it was like, it was a, and, and, and I thought, you know, isn't it interesting that they still, like he was sort of helping me know how to negotiate that little moment. Uh -huh. And it was to say, hey, it helps me more if you'll just be like, that was terrible. And some kids would get him and be like, I just don't want to talk about it. Let's say it was good and move on. But for Ben, he was like, no, this is I, <laughs> no good comes from us not mm -hmm. saying what happened out there. <laughs> so even in that moment, I was going, okay, we're going to follow your lead. Um, you know, one of my, another one of my big ones was, um, I loved what Mike Donahue said about, you remember the conversation we were having about, I'm always so fascinated by parents and kids that can stay good friends, like in adulthood. And I remember him saying something to the effect, I have a terrible memory, so some people listening to this may be like, that wasn't him, that wasn't even the podcast. I saw you at a coffee shop, and I told you that, Dave, as a listener. Um, but, you know, so a lot of these you may have to have, to have a little bit of an asterisk because I may get some of these details, you know, exacts wrong. But he, he was speaking about that same thing, and he was kind of like, you know, he said some consistency. This may have actually been after the we, we stopped recording. I'm not even sure it made the show, but it may have. But he just said something to the effect of, like, every time he sees – wow, these like adult children are close to their parents. He asks the parents, he's like, how did y'all keep this culture like this? And he said to some, some version of the same answer is always, is always what they say, which is just, just, we just always paid attention. So if yeah. they, if they had something going on and they, dad, we would, yes, what is it? But Hey, look at this Lego. Oh, that's a cool, let me show it to me. Like dad, I have this thing. It's like, we just paid attention. And I was yeah. like, it's such a simple piece of advice, but mm -hmm. I think about that so much because it's yeah. so, for me, it is so hard to do because mm -hmm. there's a million times a day where a kid wants your attention. Oh yeah. And especially right now. And I know that's going to change. I mean, it's probably going to flip on its head in here in the next five you know, years with my yeah, kids. But true. like right now, I mean, Annie and I laugh, like Sam probably says our names. If he can take your name in vain, he's doing it. I'm pretty sure <laughs> at this point, but I mean, it's just dad, dad, mom, dad, dad. And you're just like, good. Gosh, man. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, what is it? Yeah, did you see the, it's the Chris Farley show. Like, did you, when you, did you, you remember? remember? And you're like, yeah, but okay. And then it's that, what, mm -hmm, yep, you know. So, but I'm like, hearing him say that was really <laughs> challenging and really helpful because I thought, yeah, that would be amazing. And, and you know, it's, it, it, they need to understand the world doesn't revolve around them, which, you know. Right. But at the same Boundaries. time, you know, yeah, yeah, but at the same time going, yeah, that would be pretty powerful as a kid to think that, your parent was always going, leaning in going, what are you doing? Well, yeah, show me what that is, you know? like Yeah. Well, there's that side of it, the way that they, there's there's your kid observing that they matter and they're yeah. important. Yeah. Again, with the boundaries. But also, it's like, I mean, there's so many issues, as we have talked about over these hundred episodes. Like, it's it's complicated. Mm -hmm. And there is no, a lot of times there is no clear-cut answer. I mean, when we have... David Thomas, mayor of Dadville, on all those times. You have to say that. Yeah, it's contractual. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, he kind of like. I didn't open that. Email. Yeah, he let me know. Okay. Um, you know, it's not like he can come come in and say some blanket statement right. for for all Everybody. situations. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, like, really, the the only shot you've got is, and because people are so complicated, the only shot you have is you got to just know them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You got to know. 
that and and pick up on those little subtleties like I, I can tell I can tell when a cry is kind of here I can tell when a cry is a real cry I can tell when a cry is like out of control yeah. something's wrong yeah, cry right. you know you just, just got to know. You just got to well, be around. You know, it's it's funny. We we don't ever change. I mean, I think like I'm, you know, I'm 44 now and and my, I can tell with you. I mean, that's who I was referencing. <laughs> you know when I've hurt myself, when yeah. I've skinned my knee. And um <laughs> those darn scooters. Um no, but you know, like even as a grown man, like you know, there was a soccer game on, which you know, I love soccer and love Arsenal and my dad and I were sitting there. And even as a 40-something-year-old man, it was a couple of years ago, he was sitting watching the game. He was like, all right, tell me what's going on. And I was like, oh, mm, well, this guy, he doesn't, he's, not even, he's from Brazil. You know, and he's like, okay. And I was like, isn't it amazing that even now I want my dad to be interested in what I'm interested in? Yeah. Like, it just never changes. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of dysfunction that can happen and things that – but your heart is still always going to be that. It's right. always going to be oriented toward your parents, yeah. even even in the most pain – it's just a God-given desire to be close to your parents, yeah. you know? And so I think, you know, if I'm like that now, I mean, imagine how our kids feel. Mm-hmm. And how, I remember how I felt. You know, mm-hmm. the minute you sort of feel the the attention of your parents, you're like, whoa, this is heavy. Like, yeah. And know. I can tell when, like, if we're watching a movie or something like that, I can tell when my daughters, if I laugh at something, it's like and i and i remember when i was a kid feeling that way with my parents like if they laughed at something i was just like razor focused on it and then i would etch it in stone in my brain like okay this they think this is funny yeah yeah you know and not even really knowing exactly why yeah but you're just like innately just yeah well even like we've been watching all the star wars movies and my kids, like, I've seen these movies, some of them, gosh, numerous times. But I'll just pick up my phone and, you know, because I'm like, oh, I've seen this scene. And, and Dad, st- watch. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm like, isn't that interesting? Yeah. They, you want to be in the same moment. Yeah, yeah. With your they parents. Want, they want them to be kids. with you. They want, yeah. they want, you know, you to pay attention. Which, in the car after that game with Ben, I think that's the same mm, version. That's a great That's word. like, we, like... Don't make me feel lonely yeah, in the yeah. truth here. You're yeah. you're gonna run to like rosy colored yeah. optimism. That's like, a great way to put there's, that. Yeah. Look at you. Thanks. Golly. I'm a podcaster. John is Dave. the best and John is the best oh. and nobody's better than John. Dave's great too. Mm. That was a letdown. <laughs> not gonna lie to you. But you're great. Well, I just the best. I, I wanted the best. to be the best for a minute. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that fly. Can I tell you okay. something I've been thinking about? Please. I have this new stand-up bit I'm working on. Okay. And give me your opinion. Okay. okay. I mean, look, we're neighbors, we're friends, we're award-winning podcast oh, hosts. I would be offended if you didn't okay. ask me okay. for my opinion. Here goes. Okay. Can we talk about notifications for a second? <laughs> Who actually leaves those on anymore? Well, besides that kind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good, Dave. Oh, yeah. It's good. Might need a bit more workshopping, but however, yeah. the sound just reminded me of what it's like using Shopify, which I have used for years and mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. an all-in-one commerce platform. Mm-hmm. A bit of a stretch, but I'll go with it. Shopify makes it simple to sell from anywhere, even on stage at an open mic mm-hmm. when only your family and two friends from middle school showed up. Wow, that is... And you still... Still may think about that every now and then. That is oddly specific. I feel like we should move on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look, 
Whether your thing is erasable ink notebooks or recipes for black pudding, mm. start selling with Shopify and join the platform that is simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing. From an in-person POS system, and you always ask about those, John, mm-hmm. to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, and FaceSpace. <laughs> Have I ever told you that I've never made a TikTok? Wow. Never. 40 years and count. Your disdain for social media will keep us forever young, Johnny. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I don't have disdain for is no. Shopify. I've been using <laughs> Shopify for like 15 years, wow. Dave. Wow. And every time I hear that little ding mm-hmm. on my phone, yeah. you start to salivate. Yeah. I love when I you're love ready it. to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, guys. Listen to John. The commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash dadville, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dadville to start selling online today. That's shopify.com slash dadville. All right, my <laughs> next thing. This is another thing that, and it's it seems, I think I've brought it up on here before. It seems so simple, but it just really had a, a big impact on me. It was when we interviewed Tony Hale, who I just love. Mm. I just love him as a person. Yeah. I love all. It's He's great. The and the girls are massive fans of Archibald. It's the next oh, big yeah. thing. So, oh, yeah. um, but he was talking about taking his daughter to the Emmys one of the times that they went, and <clears throat> and he said, he just said, you know, like this, this can be important. And it can also not be important at all mm. at the same time. Mm. And I just thought that, I don't know, that just really, that really like wasn't a, a, a moment for me where I was like, I've never heard somebody say it exactly that way, the way, you know, it was set up. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, that somehow that really like is some wisdom that I, that I that's you, on the list of things that I just uh, I could remember off the top of my head. Like how did yeah. how, how do you apply that to your like how did it how did it apply to you? Like what did you? Well, feel? I think I think here's part of the reason why I like it is I for better or for worse I I just naturally have that part in my brain that it can be good sometimes it can be bad sometimes but I can I I can hold to yeah, yeah. Conflicting yeah. viewpoints. Yeah. And I often find myself stopping there and just being like, I'm I'm not a very black and white person and see something and be like, well, this is the right thing mm. next, you know. So I think that that's probably why I kind of liked the way he packaged that truth. There's probably a, another way to say it that maybe – could be packaged in a little more black and white way or whatever but i just liked when he said that i was like yeah i think that that helps me as i am trying to be a you know live an examined life Mm. and be self-aware and and in this time in life i mean you and i both know this having kids the ages that they are like we're in the thick of it yeah and we are we are constantly prioritizing things and there's only so many hours in the day and at the same time, we're constantly having all these moments where we're trying to sort of make sense of all of them. And I think it sort of like calmed me down and be like, hey, 
as you're trying to be like, I don't know, is this important? Is this not important? Is this like, is this a big moment? Is this not a big, it can be both. Yeah. And that somehow just sort of like, yeah, calmed me down a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, I mean, you and I laugh at this all the time, but it's like, it's one of the things I get so excited about talking to my kids later in life is like hearing them say the moments that mattered and didn't because we, I mean, Mm -hmm. you and I laugh at this all the time, but it's probably not going to be like, you know, you're going to think, oh, that moment where Luca and I got the milkshake and we sat and for just 20 minutes, we just watched people. Right. And it was a connect, you know, she's going to be like, you know what meant a lot to me is, you know, one night you were watching tennis and I sat next to you for five minutes and you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what night that was. And she's (laughs) like, I just, you just put your arm around him and you were just, and you're like, no, but I wasn't, yeah, you know, so I, I and think- I, always, I always think about the. Uh, of course, I look at it from the other side of the lens too, where I'm like, if I just had a bad day, and we're just not, you know, like lots of discipline or whatever, or a weekend where I miss something. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, this is what they're gonna remember. Oh yeah, they're not gonna remember the like 99 percent <laughs> of games I was at. Yes. They're gonna remember the one that I missed. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yes, I giggle just because I feel like that's true. Um, you know, uh, another thing that I, I was thinking about going through these is, man, when Stephen Gersh Chapman talked about their journey through all the pain and losing his daughter mm-hmm. and how, you know, it was so profound for me. And I don't know that this is obviously a generality at all, but I just thought it was so fascinating how much it meant that we asked about it. Mm-hmm. Remember how much you talked about that? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I've found it's interesting. Annie, the reason I thought about it again is Annie saw a friend the other day who'd been through a really hard thing, and she asked about it, and she didn't know if she should. And that friend yeah. said the same thing. Yeah. She's like, thanks for wanting to talk about this. Yeah. And I remember, it's just, it's really counterintuitive to me, especially because as a, you know, Enneagram 7, I'm like, let's avoid pain and have some more parades, you know. <laughs> and so it's not it's not normal for me to sort of go like, hey, here's this thing that's changed your life in so many ways. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Like, how are you doing with that? You right. Know? But to hear him say, man, it's really helpful. I was mm-hmm. like, Whoa. Yeah. Just didn't see that coming. I know. Man, that was a, that was one of my favorite episodes. That Dude, talk just, with him. It's him. It's like, right. This guy's like. Yeah, there still was a part of me that, you know, I, I, I've met him <clears throat> many times over the years and been in the same room with him, but still just sitting and well, just looking at him. you kept touching his arm without him knowing. I know. I thought that was really interesting. I know. He said he didn't, doesn't have a lot of feeling in that arm, so I really honed in <laughs> on it. That's his strumming arm. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I know. And I I think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm the same as you. Like, I think that it's it's kind of human nature to, it goes against maybe our, our nature to ask about painful things mm-hmm. because you don't, A, you don't want to offend somebody. You don't want to say something and then like days later you know you found out you offended them and you're like oh my gosh of course why would i ask it from that angle or whatever but yeah i i have heard from you know several friends in my life who have lost somebody or they have cancer mm-hmm. and the terminal cancer and and hearing it through their experience of like i just want to be treated like a normal human like there's this elephant in the room all the time and like let's at least acknowledge it you know well it's what you said i I think actually the same as ben in that basketball game yeah 
Yeah. It's like, don't don't let me be lonely in something I know we both know. Because it feels like it's a version of a lie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it feels like if, you, if you're lying to me, you don't love me enough to be truthful with yeah. me. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Which, okay, this kind of brings me to a very recent episode with Chip Dodd where he, you, you brought this up with him and had him talk about it, the, the like eight kind of core oh, yeah. emotions. Yeah. Um, and I, man, I'm so fascinated by that. Our conversation about it was really interesting because I think you brought up a, a, an example where maybe you and Annie were in a counseling session or something like that. And you, you said that you were frustrated. Mm-hmm. And whoever it was, Stephen or someone, was like, "Well, that's not like look at the emotions. Frust- frustration is not on that list." Yeah. And uh, you know, maybe it was like ultimately sadness or something mm-hmm. like that. I just think, and, and that whole thing is something I need to read up more on what Chip has has written about it because it seems like such a more truthful and efficient language. Mm-hmm you know, that would enable somebody to be more empathetic Mm -hmm. to people by using those eight emotions. So I guess this one has like a little asterisk next to it because it's like, (laughs) it's not really something I've learned. It's just something I've, I heard about because you guys were talking about it and I (laughs) want to learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really, and I know we talked about it with Chip, but it's so true. And I've seen this with Annie and I in our mirror. It's like, when one of us has the clarity in a in a disagreement to say, I'm just really sad. It, mm-hmm. it it I don't know anything that changes the trajectory of a conversation quicker than those words. Yeah. Because you can't one, you can't argue that. Yeah. So it's wonderfully disarming. It's really frustratingly right. if you know if you're not a good Which kind of is it probably half of marriage counseling is uh, like etymology. Like Yeah, what does a word mean? You're, yeah, you don't say sure. you never don't say you did this. You say yeah. I. Sometimes you do this, do this, and it makes me feel. Yeah, you know, which kind of is uh, is a joke sometimes. But it's like well, it's, it's so true. It's the words are powerful. Yeah, I know? mean, because you know, sad or lonely. I mean, two. I think what's so beautiful about it again, which we talked about with Chip, is not only does it it just changes all the like all of a sudden, hopefully the weapons just sort of drop. Right. But two, it's such an inviting. The vulnerability, if if hopefully it's inviting, but it's also just so like, it 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 calls in in with you and your spouse or whoever you're in this disagreement with, it just changes your heart. It's yeah. like all of a sudden you're like, I don't want you to be lonely. Yeah, like that makes me sad. Right. You know what I mean, like, how do we not like help? I want to help now, as opposed mm-hmm. to like, well, I'm frustrated or I'm you know you can say angry. We talk about that, but even angry, you hear from a lot of these pros, they'll say it's just a, it's a helpful word, but it's not. It's kind of masking another emotion under yeah you know right and so yeah i think to your point it's really helpful that they really i mean you know david and sissy at daystar and sage hill you know steven and chip and all those guys i know they really lean on those with kids a lot because like man if you can get your kids to understand that stuff early mm-hmm. where they come in and they're angry and why are you so okay what happened today well they left me out at the playground it's like okay so how does that make you feel? And I was like, well, lonely. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, and sad. Okay, sad. You know, right. sure you were angry, and that's okay. But like, what caused the anger? And then it's yeah. like, well, then we can really talk about how, why, why were you sad, and what does it feel like when you're lonely? So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Those things are 
uh, they're just unbelievably clarifying. Yeah. You just feel like all of a sudden we're having a different conversation in a drop of a dime because which is is fascinating why I don't exactly know why it has the power that it has. You know, like hearing yeah. if I heard Amy say I was just annoyed that yeah. X, Y, and Z. You know, like, then it sort of depends on the headspace that I'm in, <laughs> oh, how that's yeah. going to hit me. Yeah. But if she said, I just felt lonely when, mm. I don't, why is that? Why is lonely? Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's because annoyed is such a malleable word. It's so, it's individualized. Like, well, yeah. what annoys you doesn't, oh, that doesn't annoy me. Yeah. Or like the thing that I'm doing, I didn't even hear that. Whatever. Lonely is a pretty, I don't know, that's a that's a pretty, uh, like, foundational, like, that's the, that's the end of a thought. Yeah. I think, Maybe. too, that there, I think some of it, and I don't know, we should ask Chip this because he would know this immediately, but I think some <laughs> of it. Chip is listening right now being like, God, he's oh, yelling guys, in his no. car. No. Ah, no. <laughs> um, I, I think, uh, for me at least, it's, th- those are on the offense Mm-hmm. You know they're mm-hmm. they're they're aggressive in a way. It's sort yeah. of like they're coming at you, and and those other ones are just vulnerable. They're just like you know they're just naked. It's like there's no I'm not coming at anybody. I'm actually doing the opposite. I'm inviting you into my pain. It's not I'm yeah. pushing my pain at you. You know, so I think that's why those words are so fascinating is because they're not they're just they're invitations into my vulnerability yeah you know it's not frustrated where you're like well yeah i'm frustrated now why are you frustrated me? i'm frustrated right you're like i'm annoyed well i'm annoyed you know it's like i'm sad it's like okay well now we're dealing with a different thing because yeah i wonder if it's like i mean i think those things can be used that way like i'm sad like okay that's a little weird. <laughs> you look <laughs> mad like when you say like i'm annoyed i i agree with what you're saying it's like it's combative. Yeah, yeah. It's I am this not naturally, not for any other reason, but you. Yeah. You made me feel like this. Yeah. And maybe like lonely, just to just to hone in on, on loneliness, is something that, I, like I couldn't make Amy feel lonely by just doing the thing that we're talking about. You know what I mean? And I don't even know if, stay with me. I feel like maybe there's something about that lonely saying somebody saying I feel lonely where you're like okay th- we're talking about deeper things yeah that yeah are caused yeah. by yeah. other things it, yeah. it sort of takes some of the the blame off of the other person yeah and there's a narrative and it's not symptoms yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's call it's actual we're talking about root things root things yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay, uh, uh, quick, um, quick side. Yeah, is there any moment <laughs> I'm already giggling? That laugh right there. <laughs> is there? Is there any? Mo- <laughs> I don't know if I can read this question because I know your answer. Is there any moment you would change? Oh my gosh! <laughs> or, 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 or question you wouldn't have asked? Yeah, yeah. When I got to that episode, I just I skipped over it. I was like, I can't listen to it. Let, let me just say before you answer, this has sort of become, if we have folklore around this podcast or like legend or like a uh-huh. moment that sort of has lived in infinity. 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 Infinite infinity. Which is like, which is like 
<laughs> infamy and infants. It's in <laughs> tiny little. You infants. can buy that dot com. Anybody? No, but infamy. It's kind of this one. This one just it makes me laugh. Mm, I'm See, glad it makes you laugh. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. So share Ted Danson. <laughs> sorry, Ted. Ted, thank you for coming on oh, the podcast. Legend. legend. Um, uh, this is a good example of like if if this happened now. Yeah. On our hundredth episode, if we were interviewing Ted Danson versus whatever he was, episode eight or something like that, there's just too much going on in my head, and I had my, I had researched all this stuff, and, and I you know found, Ted was like one of our first couple two three big yeah you know celebrities, yeah. and I found a site. I'm still perplexed by this. Yeah. I still don't know what happened here. I found like a legit site about it was like an article about Ted Danson and his daughter and her, his daughter wrote and directed some movie and Ted was in it and and I was like oh my gosh we could talk about that for thirty minutes I mean there we go so I write that down and then he's talking about something else that <laughs> I just like perked up because I'm like oh my gosh is he is teeing me up for this here we go perfectly and I was like well then. You must have felt so great when you did that movie with your daughter that she directed and you started. And he was like, well, that that didn't happen. <laughs> and now I would have just, I would have laughed, I think, at the absurdity of how I teed that up. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like, but in the moment I was like, but no, it had to have happened. Yeah. I found the website, Ted. Yeah. It's on the internet. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm talking about the, the, I think I said the name of the movie, The Hours or something like that. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, take a second. <laughs> you think that you're right on this? <laughs> and you think Ted's wrong? You think Ted forgot about this? Oh, my gosh. What you want, Dave? You ever start reading a book and just get lost in the pictures? Oh, totally. Right? I just started reading books with more words than pictures like four <laughs> years ago. So. Listen, Dr. Seuss for life, bro. Okay? I love it. Anyways, we should tell our listeners about another incredible line of books from Wolf Mane Tell me about it, Dave. Okay. They are using the power of story to form the hearts and minds of kids. Okay, on the count of three, let's say the name of our favorite book. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. The, the story, story of, of God, God with, with us. us. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. How great are those illustrations by Aiden Peterson, son of Andrew Peterson, and Stephen Crotz? Yeah. They're so good. It, it is. I can't tell you. I think one of the hardest things about buying books that you want your kids to enjoy is how they look. Because obviously that is the first way that they encounter them. And these books look Amazing. I literally got mine out of the mail and started reading it immediately because of how As great. you're walking back to the house. That's right. I mean, they're, they're, they're a pretty ambitious piece of work. Yeah. If you look at those illustrations yeah. and the story, it follows God's relentless pursuit to be with his people from creation all the way to new creation. What sets the series apart is that each book allows you to trek through the whole story of the Bible in one sitting, tracing an important theme. Also, and this is important, they are not Christmas books, so no need to have gentle snow be falling mm. when you order these books. Yeah, you can do them anytime. You can, if you want to order it that way, you can. We're not yeah, saying don't let snow fall on you. No. Listen, between now and Christmas, use the Dadville code for 20% off. That's 20% off. That's yeah. Dadville, D-A-D-V-I-L-L-E, to get 20% off today.
which I think somewhat makes me laugh so hard is one, it's just so, it's not like you did anything wrong, that's not what I'm saying, but it's so unlike you to double down like that. So I was getting right. a, I was getting weird, sick joy from being like, wow, John's really, this is the hill he's going to die on. And then, no, I don't think, no, well, did it said here, she was, yeah, pretty sure that's not. Oh my gosh. I mean, we laughed so hard about that afterwards. The thing y'all don't know too is when we did no, that interview. No, you laughed about it. Yeah, touche. Um, you lost sleep, but, but, uh. We couldn't see Ted because he had like a he had a thing over his camera, and so that was also adding to it. Is we couldn't see him like smiling, going because then it would have been right. And I'm sure he was, yeah. But it, yeah, there yeah. was a little mystery around, like, is he kind of like, yeah, what's happening on his side of things right now? <laughs> uh, you he, know, we had this moment where when he was setting up his microphone, and he had like uh, an assistant in there, kind of helping him. And for a while, we couldn't hear him, and then he could hear us, yeah. but he couldn't see us or whatever. And then there was this moment where he finally got it going, and we were like, "Can you hear us?" And the way he said, he he like shook his head. You remember that? Yeah. And then he was like, no, "I'm just kidding, I can." <laughs> but it was this little moment where I was like, "That, that's Ted dancing." Yeah. Yeah. Making a, a man- joke. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. It was like a scene yeah. in a movie where he's hilarious, but we're in it we're with in him. It. That's I right. Would, that's one of the most starstruck that I've ever been. Yeah, that was, which is funny because you know him. I mean, like you were our contact there. I mean, between yeah. Mary and all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one that I think about with me was with McConaughey at the end where you and I have laughed with this, but like I took this huge risk because like I'd always told myself, and I talk about this in the podcast with him, but where I was like, I've wanted to hear him talk about, you know, the ending of, of uh, A Time to Kill. A Time to Kill. Yeah. And I just sort of, if I, so, you know, I lean in and so what y'all couldn't see is that, you know, we've got him on camera and we're talking to him and he's looking like Matthew McConaughey and, uh, he did, he did. I noticed strikingly. That. Yeah. And you know, so it's like John is saying, we're already kind of geeked out like with Ted. And so, but we only, and he, he kind of said, Hey, I've got a couple more minutes guys, which was so cool. And so pro, which I really appreciate Cause you can, you know, you can get into trouble there cause you ask too many and then they're like, I got to go and you can't. And right. You want them. So anyway, I you know I said hey you know I've, and you can listen to me and I do this and I'm like hey I, I just sort of promised myself if I ever got to meet you I, I'd want to ask you about this and this and I asked the question and what you couldn't see which was one of the most terrifying moments maybe of all time on Dadville is that when after I get done asking it he just kind of took a beat and he looked down and I just remember thinking you asked the one question like he he's annoyed he is so over this yeah these rookies you guys I have to do these stinking podcast and you're gonna ask me about a time i've got a book out and you that's that's what i am most terrified of happening on yeah. the on yeah, the podcast yeah, with yeah. any guest is yeah. like asking a question and then being like dude i'm here to talk about the yeah, book yeah. like like come on don't do that don't do this don't <laughs> anyway, be the guy but he that's took, what you were he fearing took the, oh, I, I was like and i mean it felt like 30 minutes that he looked down and it was quiet and then and then maybe the best moment of the podcast for me of all uh-huh. the podcast is him <laughs> and then he starts telling that story and i'm telling you i have goosebumps saying this right now i had it then he's like I remember waking up that morning. And yeah. I was like, "Oh my God, it's happening!" It was a cold morning. <laughs> it was exactly. Like, oh, it was here like, we I, go. I couldn't okay. have. I mean, it was not even like he delivered. It was like I had hired him to come do this at my birthday party. He <laughs> delivered. Do you know what I mean? It was, but it started very, very. He was. He was really, really great. He was. So I remember great. listening to a couple interviews that he had done. I wanted to hear the most recent interview that he had done. Yeah, before. because I just wanted to know like, what what's kind of the vibe that he's in right now, you know. And he was so so great, really, really like uh, 
present. Yeah. You know, yeah. gracious. And he laughed. Uh, there were several times where, you know, of course, we're like looking at, like intently looking at him to be like, is he re- is is he enjoying this? He's no, he that was a real laugh. Yeah, that was a real laugh. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't feel. I mean, we laugh, but doesn't it feel like? I mean, do you feel better than when somebody like that laughs? No, I feel like yeah, there's nothing better than that. that. See, yeah. see, mom, see Mississippi. Right? It's the same as I'm using this analogy because I was listening to the David Thomas interview earlier today as I was prepping where we were talking about basketball. But it's the same as when I was a kid and played basketball and I was like if I can just make one oh, shot gosh. it's the best then I can be like okay I made a basket now I can play the rest of yeah. the game yeah yeah it's like when yeah. you make and that's how I feel on stage yeah it, yeah first laugh I, I kind of have to make him laugh once then I can kind of relax and then yep. we can go yep you know yep um okay another thing I've learned you know what really thought me when, here in on Momville when Amy and Annie talked about Mother's Day Oh, I yeah. feel like we got let behind the veil mm-hmm. in a way, like of them talking about how hard Mother's Day is, but not necessarily because, but just like they've got to do all the stuff for their moms and the mother-in-laws. And mm-hmm. I was like, what a, wow, did I not see that coming? Mm-hmm. That, that I've thought about that so much. That's another one of those. Yeah, that, and I had known that for years, but I remember <laughs> that. Being a, I remember all three of y'all looking at me the same right. way. I love watching you learn. <laughs> It's one of my favorite things about Dad Bill, just seeing you kind of catch up to the rest of I us. I just, I'm a flower blooming, <laughs> and you just water me so gently. But, you know, I, I just think, especially because it was Annie, like my wife, I'm like, you've just had this thing you've dealt with, and it's just been like, and then she's like, yeah, this is how, it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I just yeah. was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, and it feels, it feels so, like such a different experience than... Father's Day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's just such less expectation. Sadly, that yeah, it's true. <laughs> Which Very is kind true. Of sad. Yeah, yeah. Um okay, one of the other ones that's on the on the list of things that's top of mind mm-hmm. that I could bring up at any time was when Miles Adcox said, uh, it's not about the rip, it's about the repair. Oh. Love alliterations. It's mm-hmm. nice and simple. Yeah. I can remember that. And and it probably stuck with me because of course, probably like any any parent who's paying attention or is self-aware like that I, I, that's that's helpful and hopeful mm-hmm. like i i need to know and and can that. you give some context to that for people who didn't hear that episode so i i forget how we asked him about it but like you know where it where it applies to my life on a daily basis is i'm messing up every every day with my kids like i you know I raise my voice sometimes. And I'm like, that wasn't necessary. I shouldn't have raised, you know, I hate raising my voice like that. I hate disciplining. I hate, um, you know, where you just kind of mess up and to hear Miles say, it's not like, yes, the, the that rip happened. Like we are parents and we will mess our kids yeah. up yeah, yeah, in little tiny ways and, and hopefully not, but some big ways. And it's not about the rip, it's about the repair. And then I think he went on to kind of talk anecdotally about, you know, situations where, you know, uh, he gives an example of how the repair has, has, you know, healed and then the the relationship is better for it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was, that was, I, I, yeah, that's another one for me. I mean, I, 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 I'd forgotten about that, but I think on a subconscious level, I'm, I'm so much more committed 
after being in this, you know, doing this podcast and hearing that wisdom too, like asking for forgiveness. We talk about that a lot on the podcast, yeah. but like making sure the kids know that I'm sorry, that I'm fallible, that I mess mm-hmm. things up. And it really is remarkable. There are times where, where something will happen that I really feel like, man, this is, this has got to be one of the reasons they're going to counseling. And it may be, mm-hmm. but like when I sit down and I'm really genuinely, it's crazy how much they just seem to be like right back to normal again. Yeah. And not like I would be, yeah. you know, as an adult where I'm kind of like, it's cool. I just need a minute to calm. You know, they're right. kind of like, okay, let's move on with the day. And I'm like, what a grace to parents that God yeah. made kids that way for the most part, that they can sort of like, at least in certain ages, you know, just kind of like, all right, let's, we move. And yeah. it's not, you know, um, you know, another one that I, I, looking back, I was so glad I remembered this, but you remember when Carney was, when Matt was talking about his parents and how they're still changing and I thought I I I I sat and reflected on that yesterday because I was like, gosh, I I think that is such a beautiful thing. Like he just kind of talked about how even now their relationship is evolving and how inspired he is watching them still working on themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, what a great thing. I, I just I feel like that can be somebody needs to say it to me once a week. Just even yeah. as I get older, and I would say probably especially in the next twenty years of my life, is just like, hey, you're still going to change, and that's wonderful, and mm-hmm. you should be. And it's not about you get the kids out of the house or you hit a you hit a marker and then that's who John McLaughlin is the rest of his life, Dave. Right. You know that like you're always changing. Hopefully, yeah. like as we're you know learning and growing and making mistakes and learn you know fixing and, and ripping and repairing the whole thing. Um, I I I I remember leaving that interview with Matt and that being one of the big takeaways was like that is something I need to be thinking about. Yeah, and is a good word for all of us that. Mm-hmm. We never, we never get there. Yeah. You right. know, we never right. sort of get to the thing as an adult. I think it's easy. This is what I'm trying to say. I think it's easy as a younger person to think I'm going to have it figured out by 60. I know I yeah. will be Dave. I'll be prime Dave Barnes at 60. I'll finally have gotten there. I'll be so comfortable in my skin. Yes. I will have gotten there. And I think to hear yeah. him say that just really, to, it's almost to your point you're saying earlier about it, what David said, you know, or, or what, uh, Who'd you say so that about um, both and oh Tony yeah you know yeah, yeah. it's the same with me I felt something in me go ah oh, I need to hear that yeah yeah you know there's 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 grace for that and mm-hmm. we should be changing like let's right. not think of seventy five as like oh, I've meet I've reached my Mother Teresa wisdom and now mm-hmm. I only am right I only yeah and I mean it's it's funny how consistently we I think. I think this is a, a human nature thing that we we feel like all the stuff that we are going through, all the struggles, or the complexities of our own life and our own mind and all that kind of stuff, does not occur in other people, especially people we are looking up to for whatever reason. You know what I yeah, mean? Even yeah. if it's just the surface, surfacey kind of <clears throat> grass is always greener kind of things. We just this actually. Reminds me of one that um, Andy Grammer was talking about where he was talking about this basic idea of like when you see, I think we were talking about Coldplay because he, he had just gone to see Coldplay and talking about just the the like production of it and just the, 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 uh, the high level of like show that it was. And he was saying, you know, I have to remember, like, this is not how it started. That, Like, in his mind, in the audience of that show, his default, and I think I do this too, is to think 
this is how they've always they didn't have to work for this this is just mm. them they're better yeah yeah and i'm i'm not as good and i'll never be that good because this is where i am today you know and i think that we you know that example is about a show which can kind of in the grand scheme of things things can seem like a trite example but i think we do it with with everything mm. you know like you you see some other couple and you think they they have arrived mm. like they are they they don't need to evolve anymore they're not going through any mm. of the complexities that we're going through but when i get to 65 we'll have it figured out i'll be comfortable in my skin etc et yeah you know? yeah that's a great word yeah and it's just not true yeah um okay so <laughs> uh okay so one of the one of the things this is not necessarily this is not advice but one of the things that i have kind of adopted into my vernacular mm -hmm. comes from abner ramirez oh god which was one of my favorite he's one of i just love that guy he's awesome and it was one of one of the of more Johnny fun Swim. of Johnny Swim, of Johnny fame. Swim, yeah. Uh, conversations, but before we started, gosh, he, I, I don't know if this is on the podcast. I can't remember. <laughs> I hope it is. But he, he like closed his eyes. And he's like, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Talent, talent, talent now. And then he's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and it's you like and I will do we that. joke about that. That's like a thing that probably like. 10, 15 years God. from now, I'll still be it's doing so and I'll have to be funny. like, where did I, why did I start doing it? Oh yeah, I think it was Abner. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's John and Dave. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's John Answer and the Dave. door. Knock, knock. Who is there? It's John Why are they Dave ringing the doorbell? We've John got a doorbell for a reason. <laughs> John, you have two choices. Okay. The first is you eat better every day, but it's really difficult. Go on. That's choice one. Two, the second is you eat better every day, but it's really easy. Man, that's tough. This is already taking too long. That you is tough. Okay. Sorry. Well, okay. I, I, I prefer the second one where yep. you eat better every day yep. and it's yeah, really that's right. easy. That's the right answer. Uh, in fact... I'd like for it to take the form of delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Can I add that to the scenario? Mac, you are going to love Factor. Are you ready for pre-prepared, yes. chef-crafted, yes. and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door? John, let's tell them quickly what's not going to happen. Where are they not delivering? They're not going to leave it on the corner. Nope. Nope. Unless you live right on the corner. Yeah, then they're going to live it. They're not going to find a street child... We have those everywhere in 12 South. And street just give it to child. the street child as they disappear into a back alley somewhere. No, it's not going to happen. And listen, yeah. you said dietitian approved. Yeah. Dave, you know this is about me. I only eat food that's, that's dietitian approved. That's why I said approved. it, John. Not only that, but you'll also have over 35 meals to choose from. You come to me and, and you say every week, Dave, I'll take 12. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. And it, it is 35, John, meals to choose from. And that's per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, yes. vegan, and yes. veggie, and what we call that, the VNV, mm -hmm. and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options. Dave, the only question that I'm left with is what am I waiting mm. for? Okay, I'll answer my own question. Okay. Nothing. Whoa. Right? Okay. I'm ready for factors two-minute meals. They're not three minutes. You don't have time for that. Two minutes. So I can fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered again, Dave. 
straight to your door. Knock Knock Who's There Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices. Let me tell you what they're not going to do, John. Hot not pressed. Warm pressed. Not even <laughs> oh, warm. Gosh. No. There was a huge fat in the 70s. Didn't work. <laughs> Smoothies, energy bites, <laughs> extra protein, veggie sides, and more to eat to eat, to keep you energized. Eat, and they're going to keep you energized, John. During <laughs> frantic times. I'm frantic right now because you're so, so frantic. I'm so pumped up. Dave, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options. You know I love upscale. You are Uptown, girl. I was going to say. You're yeah. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Gracious. Right? I'd I do 18 for sure. Yeah. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your delivery Anytime. Anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash dadville50 and use code dadville50 to get 50% off. No, that can't be right. No, it is. That's too good of a deal. Yeah. That's code dadville50 at factormeals.com slash dadville50 to get 50% off. That's half if my math is correct. <laughs> it is. Go get it, guys. Tuckers. Dave. Oh, that's. What did I say? You said, well, I said my name, which is weird, but you said tacos. Tacos. Okay. Yeah. I meant to say Dave. Oh. I just, sometimes I just sit around and I think about tacos. Oh, actually. That, I, actually, that tracks. I, I, that's a worthy task in my opinion. Well, yet another worthy cause, Dave, while mm-hmm. we're on the subject, okay. is world hunger. Ooh, well and done. what better way to fight back than with craft tacos? If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. John, I've heard you say a lot of things. Yeah. I've never heard you speak the truth more clearly. Okay. World <laughs> hunger is the world's greatest solvable problem. Yep. And you can make a difference with your business or career. Tacos for Life is a taco shop on a mission. Yep. For every taco, rice bowl, salad, quesadilla, or nacho sold, a meal is provided to a child in need. John, we're looking for two types of people. That's right. Can I tell everybody about Please. it? Please. Okay. To join us in the fight to end world hunger, two types. Here we go. Whether you are one. Someone looking to invest in a business that makes a good return while also making a difference in the world. Or two, you are someone who wants to run a restaurant where you can be proud of the food you're serving while also doubling down on the impact you're making. We can help you. How many tacos do you think I could eat in one sitting? I feel like I could I could eat like a dozen Three. plus oh, another geez. half taco. That's very specific. Yeah. And gets respect for me, okay? Uh, and I would also say with something like that, I bet you they're putting up a statue of you somewhere. You know what I mean? I feel like just, that would warrant just a statue. Honor you, you know? yeah. Do we need to get like the Pro Eater League on the phone for something like that just to kind of honor? 12 feels like a lot. Well, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what kind of coffee I had in the morning. Ooh, touche. We're touché. getting really into this. We Let's are, get yeah. back to Tacos for Life. Uh, that's okay. Visit Tacos for Life slash Dadville to learn more about opening your very own TFL, Tacos for Life, and be a part of bringing forth a world where no child goes hungry. So, so it, it begs the question, which I can go if you need a minute to think about this because I've got mine queued up and ready. Can you think of the time you laughed the hardest on the podcast? Because listen, let me say this. By the grace of God, we have laughed a lot. Oh my God. A lot. Yeah. I mean, people mess me all the time about how I laugh on mic, and that's fair. But do you know, can you think of a moment or two that, like, that you remembered like, that really got you in the tickle box? So I wrote this down beforehand as I was prepping, and I was trying to think of What's the hardest I laughed? And I mean, I've I have laughed doing this podcast has taken my laugh per year quantity <laughs> up by double. I mean, for sure. But I think the hardest I laughed was right before 
an episode where you and I were here. It was it was a uh, virtual episode with Show Baraka. Okay, and we were here. Oh gosh, prepping. Oh guys, <laughs> you're about to get led into a inside joke that always works for John and I. It always works, and it's such a weird. It's so our humor distilled into just its finest form, which is usually wildly unrelatable. Exactly, and that's what, like take all your expectations down right now because this may not. You, I'm, I'm going to explain. I'm really it. glad we're talking like, about this though because I think some people hearing time. this are going to think it's really funny. Like seven people who are listening. To <laughs> exactly. So we're prepping for the interview, and I'm going to laugh. Goes, <laughs> Show lives in Atlanta, <laughs> and Dave was like, "What if you were like?" So, show you're, you're in Atlanta, okay? So, <laughs> it's and then basically the the joke is, "What if I just keep asking about birds?" <laughs> and I'm so knowledgeable about birds, but it's it's the guy who is the interviewer who knows tons about birds. <laughs> But then he keeps <laughs> correcting him, himself and never actually asks a question. <laughs> so, so walk so them an through. An example how... would be like, <laughs> oh, okay, so it's uh, so you're in Atlanta. So have you not? Well, no, because because the. I mean, you're probably seeing. Oh my gosh! I mean, you're seeing red-breasted thrushings. Yes, uh, finches. I've got to be well. No. no, no, John. Because of the migration. Oh my gosh, woodpeckers. Do you even get well, work done? <laughs> is it so loud? Can you record in your studio with the And I'm a great, it's probably the bigger ones too, because you're probably, you're south of, so it's warm enough for them to stay there all year. So they're growing, in the insect population, they're taking in some big, so they're big birds. You're talking about big, and I mean, John, you hear John <laughs> laughing like, this has become, so almost, <laughs> almost every third or fourth time we get together, <laughs> I can't say this out to prep for a podcast. <laughs> Someone will take a beat, and it, this is exactly what will happen. And then we'll be like, all right, let's make sure we ask him about you know, the new book, and then you'll hear just somehow go, okay. And it always starts with the location. It's like, you're in, you're in okay. So you're in San Diego. San Diego. Gosh. So and, then, and then, yeah, then there's a pause. This is always how the joke goes. So you're in San Diego. Okay. Now, uh, so – you got the ocean. So, are you dealing at all with mocking? Mocking? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, why would I? Okay. So you're dealing. <laughs> What's coming off the water there? Are you seeing a lot of? You're gonna have a lot of fish. Okay. Okay. So we're it, obviously seagulls. I mean, you, we don't have to talk about that. What would be? Do you? I mean, do that. You now stop. What? No. 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 So it's just this has become. If there's any. If there's any gift that God has given us other than wisdom, it is this joke because it it never doesn't work on me. <laughs> it brings me to tears every time. And I honestly want to know people listening if if you get this, if yeah. this is funny to you, let us know. Yeah, please. My guess is no one Yeah. People are listening right now being like, "I don't yeah. understand what I, I what's think the I joke? think what it is in its best iteration, it would be set up this way and then we can move on. It would be you're in the middle of an interview and it's going pretty well and then one of us <laughs> somebody goes, "Yeah, and that's why, you know, we shot a lot of the movie in um in Winston-Salem." And then this exactly would be happened. Winston-Salem. Oh gosh. Okay. And it was October. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then both of us. 
October. Okay, so it's not coal. You're not talking about dew. No, there's probably dew on the ground. So you've got three. <laughs> you've got three. Let's go ahead and knock out any. I mean, we're not even going to start. I, I mean, your robins. <laughs> robins. They're- sparrows. Sparrows aren't. We're talking hundreds of miles away. Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> then we've got <laughs> blue, blue jays. Oh, my God. What is this, Kentucky? No, Dave. Uh <laughs> Carding. Okay, last thought. And then, I think my favorite thing about it is the self mocking, <laughs> the self judgment. It's all mad. That's happening. It's all mad you get it. Th- <laughs> Red Bird Dave. I'm sorry. Oh my god. If you don't what? leave, that is ridiculous. What, what is, this isn't Northern <laughs> Boise. <laughs> Good lord. God, Winston Salem. Jeez, Louise. Oh man. So that uh. that has become that is like a great gift. So you know what I was thinking. I think two of the funniest times for me on the podcast have been one when we did our a couple ep- episodes ago when we talked about Home Depot. I think that is oh, yeah. just when it was just me and you. I I got so tickled. I almost couldn't pull it together. Like I was mm-hmm. I was danger. The other one, and I'm gonna laugh talking about it when Tony Hale talked about swimming and his swim meet. Oh that, yeah, that that I will I will I will frequently think about that and just start laughing by myself. Uh-huh. Like just that. Because I can't, I can't shake how <laughs> how funny it would be to see a kid, and I, it's such a clear it, swimming, and then all of a sudden, just stop and stand up in the pool and look up in the crowd. I don't want to do. Do I have to do? What are we this? doing? What, what, <laughs> I don't enjoy this. Like <laughs> the self awareness for a kid to just stop in the middle of a tons of yeah, go go Tony, go. and it was like. The, you know, the guy of goggles come up and he looks at his parents and he's standing and all the other and So two things. First of all, just that dynamic. The, right. Like, Tony, what are you doing? Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to do, layers I don't this, do yeah. this. What? This is, I hate this. <laughs> and then what makes me laugh even harder is to think that there's some kid who, as he's swimming, is starting to look over his shoulder like, what's Tony doing? And then he stops like, right. wait, do I? Because <laughs> we wanna, don't have I, to live <laughs> like this anymore. <laughs> Tony's not going, I don't want to go. This is miserable. <laughs> and then, it's, then it leaves like two kids just duking it out who want to be yeah. there, who are just like swimming. I, that story, I think about that story all that the time. And it makes story. me laugh. That kills me. Uh, okay. So uh, any, any, I've got like one last big question for us. But before that, is there any other, I mean, there's a few in here that are whoppers for me, but I mean, I feel like I got the ones that. Um, I feel like, uh, this is another one on the lighter side, but when, you know, we always read people's brag sheets and it is a great question that, that we want to know, yeah, how do they yeah, feel yeah, yeah. after you read that? And, and it, that question always tends to lean serious a little mm-hmm. bit, you yeah, know, yeah. because it is, you're hearing someone read all these stats and it, that, that is, that's a, uh, sort of charged thing. I don't think anyone anyone is is like kind of indifferent to that yeah right 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 you know right um but Harrison Scott Key who's so brilliant and so hilarious i think he had the my favorite answer to that question that we ask consistently you read all that stuff and you were like now how does that make you feel and he's like why don't i have a pool <laughs> i was just like what that is answer. the greatest answer what a great- <laughs> Because you know what it infers? It's like, you're not making millions of dollars. Yeah. You're making enough for a pool. You're making enough. That you, it's, you don't have a pool because you've messed it up. <laughs> yeah. Because clearly you should have a pool. You should have a pool. <laughs> you know what that makes it? This is, I'm glad you actually brought that up. The other One of the other my favorite answers in that world of like mm-hmm. things we ask people is we had asked, you know, we always ask the last two questions, which I love asking. 
But I mean, I think about this all the time, especially when we ask people, I have to watch myself not to start laughing. Right. You know, we ask like, you know, (laughs) what do you want your kids to say at your funeral? And Matt Fielding. Ben. Ben. Well, he goes by Ben to his congregation, but most of us who are his close Oh, in the inner circle. Yeah, in the inner circle. No, when Ben, um, I have another friend named Matt. That's why that happened, Matt Fielding. So when Ben, uh, Australian Ben from Hillsong, I mean, without a beat. Remember, I said to you, you know, what do you want your kids to say hey if you know tell them what he said false alarm false alarm and that that accent false alarm i mean i was like we gotta stop i'm not gonna get back on the rails after that that was because usually answer. it's like you said you know it's to your point about the first part of the question at the top of the show you usually people are like oh man it's like a potent like oh, yeah i'm to be yeah i mean i was like what a wonderful way to do a funeral <laughs> uh, okay so last question what um like, do you have any takeaways? Like, is there, as you think about, like, are there global thoughts you have to having sat with all these people, you know, mostly men, um, that you sort of, when you go, man, I didn't think this, like, I, I didn't think about that. Or that's something that, you know, if somebody was like, what, what have you learned if there's a global thought from Dadville? Like, if, you, if you're sitting next to someone on the subway, mm. we have so many around here. And let's just say Subway the Sandwich Shop. <laughs> right. When you're sitting in Subway. Yeah. And somebody says, oh, you do a podcast. Like, what's your takeaway? Man, that's a tough question. Um, I mean, I, I guess the overall overarching takeaway is kind of what we said earlier, that I just need to be with my kids. I love that. Like, have that be. The goal is just be with them. And yeah. it, and. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to quiet the voices that are trying to figure it out, hmm. but don't try to figure it out at the expense of being with them. Yeah. What know? a great word. Jeez. Johnny. Indiana. That's right. Okay. Okay. So we're talking September. <laughs> no, you know, the, the, I think, I think for me, um, it's that we're all the same, like mm-hmm. all dads at some level want their kids to feel loved, provided for, you know, counseled and ready. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, and that sounds like, well, yeah, but I think it, it, it's really profound when you think about it. And I think where I go global with that is it reminds me that even if we don't do it well, even if our parents and our dads didn't do it well, at some level, there was a very real they're doing the best they can and they really do want their children to do well. And I think it helps me so much when I think of life that way, no matter how it gets interpreted or what happens. I think most parents and I, we can speak for dads because we're dads or, or more to dads than we can moms, but we're really just doing the best we can with what we were given. Yeah. Be the wounds or scars or weight that was put on it or the freedom and the life and the, you know, uh, sense of self-worth, whatever. And when I think about that, when I sit with all the guys that we've sat with, it's crazy to me how consistent that is. Like when we get into talking about kids, nobody is ever like, they're great. Mm-hmm. Like they really, everyone really loves their kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fact. I mean, it sounds really elementary, but there's something really profound about that, especially when you add it to how that those things get extrapolated or interpreted or mm-hmm. iterated later in life. Cause sometimes things go, well, they don't, but at the nucleus of every man as a dad, there is a real want 
for your kids to know you love them and you want them to thrive mm-hmm. no matter how yeah. that you know sort of unfolds as they get older but yeah for sure i mean those last two questions that we ask people i have noticed a, a pattern and i haven't gone through i i want to go through and and actually write down each one cuz i think 90% of those answers have been to what's the one thing you want your kids to know is that I love them unconditionally. And what do you want your kids to say at your funeral is yeah. I, he, he, I knew him. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah. those, those are the two answers that are, that we most consistently get. You know, the or some one, version of that. Do you remember uh, uh, what Andrew Peterson said? I, so I wrote that down about his son. Yeah. Yeah. When they when they met together and he was like, I like Andrew Peterson. God. I know. I don't. I, I think know. that may have been the hardest I've cried. Mm-hmm. Him and Stephen Curtis, but like that wrecked me. And didn't he say something about that in the last two questions? Wasn't that sort of one of his answers that my kids they didn't just love me, they liked yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good gracious, man. Yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah. So, all of you, I want to say, and I know you can speak for yourself, but we're really, really thankful y'all have. Uh, Tagged along. Some people, this is the first time, and they're so confused. <laughs> and that's fair. And we welcome that. But and they're like, I listened to this uh, new podcast. <laughs> I guess it's about birds. It felt like. <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem to be super knowledgeable, but man, they are passionate. They're really interesting. And really self critical. Yeah, and oof, really beat themselves up and wildly wrong about birds. <laughs> wildly wrong. No, but we're so thankful you guys listen. So thankful. And, uh, we can't believe that you're listening. Yeah. But please keep listening. <laughs> yeah, it is disbelief. It's still disbelief. I will say that one one of one of my favorite things about doing this podcast has been the um, you know, people who stop us w- mm-hmm. when we're out or like little messages online, emails, those kinds of things about how, you know, the podcast has been meaningful to these mm-hmm. people. And I feel like it's, it, it, it like, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want to come off as like self-grandizing or, or braggy or anything like that, but it doesn't feel that way because I don't feel yeah. like, it's not like this is some song I wrote and yeah. somebody came up and was like, oh, I love that song. Yeah. This is like, I, f- I feel like I'm just observing Dadville. Like I, it is just happening. It's these conversations. We're always so grateful for our guests and so it doesn't feel like this thing that like we are just like creating by the right. sweat of our brow, you know, like, um, so yeah, I'm always so grateful when, um, when people give us some feedback. Yeah. I had a guy at a Nashville SC show a couple months show. That's how I think about sports. Kind of by the show. Way. That was a slip of yeah. the tongue, but true. Uh, uh, a performance. Game. Yeah. Performance. And he, and he was like, man, love your music, but gosh, we just really love Dadville. <laughs> I wonder if it's how Huey Lewis felt with We Are the World when somebody complimented him on that song. He was like, I'm glad to be a part of it, but not really. <laughs> didn't have a whole lot to do. <laughs> that is how I feel. Yeah, so we're thankful for you all. <laughs>